Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. So I just finished the most amazing recording with Dr. Greg Jantz, founder of A Place for Hope. And we talked about toxic people and the impact toxic people can make on our health. And it's huge. I, I really had no idea. And, but I've, I've also attracted my fair share of toxic people into my life. And to be honest, I'm sure I've been toxic for some people too. Here's my big takeaway is that the way to get your power back from a toxic person is to forgive them. Oh, so hard, but so effective. And he said, this is really the first steps in, in healing um, and also not allowing that person to take up any headspace. So you got to give the episode a, a listen. He's got other great tips. We also talked a lot about anxiety and addiction. It was just a phenomenal episode and I hope you enjoy it. Dr. Jantz, welcome back to yeah. Why Did I Get Cancer? I am giggling because how this, how this podcast even happened today is you passed me a note after church a couple of Sundays ago. We were standing in line getting coffee. I was talking to you and your wife. You were, and my husband was there too. And we're all just gabbing about the podcast and your appearance and how it's one of my most downloaded wow. episodes. And I said, we should, we should do this again. And then about 10 minutes later, you said, I think I have a topic and you handed me this note. You said, look at it later. That's right. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> and I got, I got in my car and it said the, the impact that toxic people can have on your life and on your yeah. health. And I thought, Oh my yeah. gosh, that is a phenomenal topic. So welcome. Dr. Good to Jantz. see you today. And <laughs> I hear to you today, you Deborah. And, and yes, I, I think toxic people is, is, a bigger issue than maybe what we realize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unpack that a little bit for me because uh, at any given moment, we can all say, yeah, I've got a toxic family member or even somebody who cut me off in traffic. Is yeah. that considered a toxic person? <laughs> it might be. Well, we all have at least one. Some of us may have more. Maybe you're in the, in the workplace or maybe it is a relative, uh, but a toxic person is one that devalues you uh, when you're around them, you usually feel, uh, I'm going to use a psychological term, slimed. <laughs> you feel slimed. And what I mean yeah. is, it's like, I just feel icky when I'm around this person. And you can't, oh, you can't always put your finger on and go, what is it? But, uh, maybe you don't mm -hmm. feel heard. You don't feel listened to. Uh, maybe you notice there's some frustration or anger that seems to come up within you, mm -hmm. or maybe you feel afraid. And, Every time I'm around this person, I feel anxious. Uh, and hmm. you don't really know for sure what's going on, uh, but that can be a, the effects of a toxic person. Now, just imagine if you live with one or uh, mm -hmm. you live with a person that uh, in the workplace and you're with them every day, over time, that does have an effect on our health and well-being and our, our sense of self. Right, right. I mean, it's got to have a, a huge impact on your health. If you are constantly in a state of, you know, you want to get away from this person, but yet they're your boss right. or they're your coworker and you're, you're on projects with them all the time. Yes. Yeah, your stress level, so your cortisol is going to be pumping, your stress hormones pumping through your veins all the time. That impact yes. cannot be good. And so here's... A couple things to look at. Maybe you feel like, I think I might have a toxic person. Well, are you, besides avoiding them, are you, do, do they use some brain space? Are you thinking about them? Uh, do you find yourself irritated and you're, you're thinking about them, but you don't really want to, but uh, you're thinking about them or you're thinking about how to avoid them or how am I going to deal with them? Uh, the toxic person uh, in your life, 
may try to exert power and control. So it can be quite uh, emotionally abusive. Uh, are they a person that's constantly demanding? And uh, you notice, wow, um, I just, I can't handle them. And those are the feelings. So is your sleep disruptive? Uh, did you find that you sometimes maybe even dream about them and you don't want to dream about them, but you notice that it really is affecting your sleep and you feel like, wow, uh, my appetite may be affected when I'm around them or I know I have to be. Uh, it might be one or two extremes. I'm eating because I'm anxious or I just lose my appetite because I have to deal with this person. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that is hugely yeah. impactful on, on everything. So let's just even unpacking the sleep piece of it. If you're not sleeping well, you can't be well. So uh -huh. if this person is taking up headspace as you are trying to fall asleep, is that your issue or their issue? <laughs> well, I think uh, two words, personal power. We can give away our, our sense of personal power hmm. inadvertently. We didn't really want to. But if you're consumed mm -hmm. by them or you're absorbed and you're thinking about them, it's as though that gets kind of a, what I'll call a st stronghold. It's just, it's there. Mm -hmm. And maybe you've, maybe you feel, maybe this is a toxic person that has deeply, deeply wounded you. And it could, they could have wounded you through words, through physical, uh, obviously a person that practices any kind of abuse is a toxic person. So, but maybe the wound uh, or the trauma is pretty deep with this person. And so it's like, mm -hmm. I've never been able to shake this off because the pain seems so deep. Or maybe over the years, things have compounded and it's just caused you to feel a lot of, maybe it's resentment. Maybe you realize, mm -hmm. wow, I've kind of become embittered because of this toxic person in my life. So that will affect sleep. That will affect uh, also right. other relationships. And, mm -hmm. you know, Deborah, when I think about toxic people, if we're carrying around a lot of that hurt constantly, then it, it, it does affect our other relationships. It does. It can't help but affect mm -hmm. them. It I mean, I think that, I mean, I've been around toxic people before, and I, I actually can feel my personality yes, change a little yes. bit. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I'm yeah, so glad you mentioned that because here's what might happen. <laughs> if you're around a toxic person, uh, you may suddenly feel younger or you feel more, um, maybe less immature and, and they just cause mm -hmm. you to feel, um, that you're not as worthy. And so yes. you feel, you feel less of a person. Now, yes. Yeah. Sometimes they do it in words. Sometimes it's just their presence. Um, sometimes it is just their presence and you just feel something coming yes. off of them that makes you feel like you're, you know, five years old and you're in trouble. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this, this could be, this could be, uh, we have to look at this through all the lenses of the whole person. So there could be a real spiritual issue. Uh, and there could be really issues that mm -hmm. are related to personality, even personality disorder. Um, a toxic person could be a narcissistic personality, uh, and, and it's all about them. It's all about their power and control. A toxic person could be somebody with an addiction. Uh, mm, an addiction, okay. uh, we tend then to be more abusive towards others. I know, I know that's, uh, hard to hear for some, but, uh, addiction really does change a person changes their personality. And so mm -hmm. those are just a couple of things to, to look at, go, do I live with somebody or have somebody in life? Really, there is an addiction issue. Right. And I mean, and I can see if, if this is at the workplace, I mean, perhaps there is a way out. I mean, maybe you don't want to quit your job, but maybe you can get transferred to another department or whatever it is. But what if this is a family member and, but maybe you only see them a couple times a year. Is that something you can just kind of, okay. you know, do some self care and kind of, you know, prepare yourself 
for somebody like that? I am glad you mentioned that. Family members, <laughs> holidays, times when you go holidays. Oh yep. no. And you're it may be two months away and you're already thinking about what am I gonna do? You're what am, what am I gonna say when they say X? Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I always like uh if possible to decide ahead of time, right down to the details. Um I, it sounds kind of funny at first, but even uh, your personal presentation, the clothes you wear, you want to feel really comfortable in you. So this is not mm -hmm. the time to uh, try out a new pair of shoes that may be hurting your feet, right? Um, I want you to feel good. <laughs> That's a good tip, yeah, though. I want yeah. you to feel good about yourself. <laughs> I, um, right. We're back to sleep and nutrition. I want you to have some good self-care. But also think about who can I, if I'm going to an event... Who can I have mm -hmm. with me that in a way kind of is a bodyguard? In other words, wherever oh. I am physically, they're just always next to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I have a, maybe a certain code, like this is getting to be too much. You know, maybe I, I don't know, pull my ear and now it's like, okay, that's the code. Uh, that's it's the code. time to make an escape. So, but you've got yeah. to pre plan these. Also, mm -hmm. pre-plan what topic you're willing to talk about and what are the topics that if you're baited on a certain topic, uh, whatever it is, um, that you know you're mm -hmm. not going to engage with. Okay, so yeah. you really have to, in a way, rehearse and be prepared. And you have to mm -hmm. decide ahead of time, okay, this is going to be a little challenging. It's going to be a little awkward at times, but I am going to handle it differently this time. And uh, mm -hmm. I am going to not give away my personal sense of power, okay? It does not have to diminish my self-esteem. And mm -hmm. so, but have, and even your, the person that's going to be with you, I don't know if it's a spouse or whoever it is that's going to be with you. Right. Um, they need to know also, like, how to interject and even change a topic. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And th maybe they can see the direction things yeah. are going, the upcoming political cycle or how you feel yeah. about, you know, this and that going on in the world. And somebody just says, Hey, you know, let's, you know, let's move on to less volatile topics because some people just really enjoy getting into the debate. Well, and this may be, a, and, and, a, yes, yeah. exactly, Deborah. This may be a person mm -hmm. also that they like conflict and they like to push your buttons yes so yes. um you're just not gonna have your buttons pushed you're not gonna respond mm -hmm. in the same way you're not gonna um be angry you're not gonna start mm -hmm. crying okay you're gonna handle this one differently and so mm -hmm. that's where we want to maybe rehearse uh your person that's i call it a bodyguard but your person is with you um you know they need to know what are the topics? Uh, what are ways that they can interject? But don't go into these situations alone if you know maybe that you're going to be a target of emotional abuse, uh, if there's still a lot of pain in that relationship. Um, yeah. Find a way not to do that alone. Yeah, that's good advice. I think you're just going to feel so much stronger if, you know, two, you know, if there's two of you kind of going head to head with this, it probably really helps. It does. And that's just a protection. Yeah. Now, we also mm -hmm. know uh, we need to check our, I'm going to say check our heart. Uh, if you have a person that, yeah, they've been a toxic person in your life a long time and uh, mm -hmm. it is painful. Well, one of the things you may have to look at is how am I going to start to release some of that pain? How am I going to mm. uh, drain some of this off of me? And I may right. have to look at um, even issues of, of forgiveness. Am I in a place mm -hmm. where I am carrying things that I really do not need to continue to carry because it, it's poisoning me? And so I know this is. Boy, that's a tough yes. one. That's a, so basically you're saying, you know, you have this interaction with this family member six times a year when you see right. them at events and holidays, but you carry it around. So you're saying you need to forgive them. I, I think we need to sometimes work on that. Uh, and I say yeah. work on it. Um, I think we can make a decision 
um, and maybe it's a redecision over and over that I am releasing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if we don't learn that, it continues, and the word I'll use is torture. It continues to torture us. And I, I don't mean this to sound easy, but I think it's something we need to look at. If we've been deeply wounded and injured, how am I going to release that pain? That doesn't mean that I'm in relationship with this person all the time. It does not mean I'm their best friend. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But it's become toxic to me. They're a toxic person. And my response to it becomes toxic. So I've got to look at what can I do? Yeah, because you can't, you can't control them. Yeah. All you can really control is your reaction to their, I'll just say bad behavior. Yes, yes. And forgiveness is forgiveness. You mentioned, you know, you handing away your personal power. Is forgiveness a way to get it back? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. And yes, uh, Working on and practicing forgiveness is a way that we regain not only our personal power, but we regain our well-being. We know forgiveness and practicing it is good for our immune system. We know if I struggle with depression or anxiety, I need to always make sure that I am resolving forgiveness in my life. Do I have unforgiveness? Uh, If Um, I'm so toxic and it's affecting my immunity and my body's getting sick. So we need to remember emotions always go somewhere. Okay. Oh, and, and they can, so they can good. land in our body right. and make us sick. Wow. Okay. So practicing forgiveness can actually improve your immune system. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I see things. Okay. Uh, this is actually our 40th year at the center of place of hope. And I can tell you mm-hmm. over the years, if there's one single issue that comes up most often for our clients, and it, it really does revolve around forgiveness, unresolved hurt, mm-hmm. unresolved pain. And if I really want uh, to release that baggage, I really want to live differently and feel differently about myself, I do have to figure out forgiveness. Okay, so forgiveness, and I practice it because I, I feel like I've struggled with it. And I, I wonder, is that, you know, did that impact my cancer diagnosis? Um, but sometimes forgiving somebody who has really yeah. hurt you, either physically, mentally, verbally, you name it, yeah. I, it, it can feel like a sign of weakness. Oh, yeah, it can't. It go, okay, am I giving in to them? And mm-hmm. I'm just rolling right. over, going to forgive them. Forgiveness. Right. I'm a doormat. Yeah. yeah. Forgiveness never implies um, that they're right. Forgiveness does not imply, um, you know, that in any way you have to be in relationship with them. So mm-hmm. I do know, just because I see... If I forgive, I'm going to have healthier other relationships. Unforgiveness mm-hmm. will, can affect my ability to be close and intimate with people. It affects my ability to trust. Um, mm-hmm. You've probably met somebody who they're so full of resentment and bitterness. They're looking through the lenses of resentment and bitterness, and, and you know they misread people's motives. They think everybody's against them. So, you say something so to true. them, and it totally gets misinterpreted. And you go, "What?" Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I, I didn't say anything resembling yeah. that, right? <laughs> um, so they're easy. And one of the ways to see: Are you easy to pick up offenses? Are you easily offended? Mm-hmm. Then that's probably a clue that we need to look at forgiveness. Oh my gosh. Could you say that again? Yeah, well, I'm just so easy <laughs> to pick up offenses. You know, I'm offended yeah. by everybody and everything, right? Somebody, yeah. somebody, I go, they didn't look at me right or they didn't smile at me and you take offense. Right. Um, so huh. taking and picking up offenses is going to make, it's going to poison you emotionally, but it's also a sign right. that there's unforgiveness in your life. Oh, that is so simple. I mean, it it just makes you recognize something that maybe you wouldn't have recognized otherwise. Right. 
And you will huh. feel better. I, I can tell you, forgiveness does impact sleep. It does impact mm-hmm. our our body and uh, digestion. It affects our posture. Uh, you know, think of an embittered person. You might think of them, they're all hunched over and they're all all right. stiff. Um, I have yeah. seen clients who really um, worked on forgiveness and they began to look at this and and suddenly years of joint pain that maybe it was called arthritis and just joint and aches and pains. It's like all that got released from my body. And so there is a physical implication. I don't always know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be positive. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is really amazing. So, so not forgiving somebody being easily offended, Mm -hmm. um, taking things the wrong way that has to go someplace in our body. And yeah, it could go to your joints. It could go to your liver. It could go to your wherever and cause problems. We do store um, old hurt and emotions if we do not uh, practice forgiveness or release them. I do see a mm-hmm. lot of physical concerns that people bring in. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. this is the, the magical answer for everything, but I'm saying when we right. address it, we know it will have a positive impact. Uh, in a person's life. If you're engaging in self-destructive behavior or cutting, hurting yourself, mm-hmm. uh, anything that is self-destructive, uh, we do need to look at what is going on in the forgiveness department. If I don't have food in my fridge, I can go hangry, get hangry really quickly. So here's my pro tip is I always have a good amount of ground beef in my freezer and in my refrigerator. If it's in your freezer, it's super easy to defrost and I can put dinner together so fast. Um, Here's how I used to prep it back in the day when I had like almost no budget for protein. I would cook up a pound of ground beef, then I would add refried beans to it or black beans to it and mix it up, maybe add a little bit of onion or some garlic. And all of a sudden, my one pound of ground beef had grown into like a pound and a half. It's got additional protein, which I love. It's got a great hit of fiber, which I also love. Most Americans are fiber deficient. And it's going to have a good dose of nutrients. So here's a great deal that's going to help you to do all of these things for my friends at ButcherBox. So they have a great special going on right now. And what it is, is if you sign up with my link using the code ENOS, you can get two pounds of ground beef per month for free for an entire year. If ground beef isn't your thing, you can get three pounds of chicken or a pound of premium steak tips. And honestly, you know how I feel about ButcherBox. I love that they know where the protein comes from. They use great animal husbandry techniques. And again, I just, I'm just really happy that this company is sponsoring this podcast. They, are, they really do a great job. So go to the show notes. You're going to get my link. You're going to get the coupon code. And I hope you enjoy the protein as much as I do. Is forgiveness something you've seen in your last 40 years there, uh, something that you need to practice on a daily basis? I think we do need to be aware of it on a daily basis. Uh, we've all okay. been on the receiving end of, of, of attacks and things that were unjust and not, not right. And we live right now in a, in a culture that seems to be a lot of blame, a lot of cancel oh, this, yeah. cancel that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just saying, don't take that personally. That's probably not about you, but be sure don't to carry around the hurts. So hmm. um, I know personally, though, uh, I didn't realize it for many years, but I uh, know personally the effects of having unforgiveness. And I had a, a family hmm. member uh, that was um, growing up extremely uh, emotionally abusive. And I didn't realize till many years later, after this person even died, um, oh, my goodness, it all made, I started to connect the dots. And, you know, I do remember, it's been a few years ago, but I remember writing a forgiveness letter. I go, I, I got to figure out how to take mm-hmm. care of this. I wrote a forgiveness mm-hmm. letter and I went to the grave site. And wow, I, that's powerful. I, I read my letter and, and then I stuffed it there at the grave site. I left it there as, as just a, Wow. Acknowledgement. I'm leaving this behind. 
So I know personally the effects that unforgiveness can have, and I know the effects that Mm -hmm. forgiveness can have in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And forgiving a person, you know, doesn't, as you said, doesn't condone their behavior, but it, you know, I've heard it said that, you know, not forgiving is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's well said. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's a really simple way to look at it. So this is why not easy to do. This is why, (laughs) okay, look at the potential toxic people in your life and then look at your reaction to it. Because we have, mm-hmm. we're only responsible for what we do with it. Have you stored yeah. up a lot of emotional injury? Uh, have you suffered a lot with maybe sometimes unexplainable physical issues? And uh, mm. you, maybe sleep is nightmarish at times. So it's just something to look at to see if this fits. Because, again, we can only control what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I guess that's where our true power really lies yeah. is that we can only control what's going on in our own yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. metaphorically in our own yard, that's all we can control. <laughs> and to think that we have any control over a person's reaction or how they're going to speak to us. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. And by the way, we'll always have some toxic people in our life. Okay. Yep. And um, some of them are, toxic because it's by intent they have a malicious intent to be hurtful that's that's what they're trying to do other people are toxic yeah. because sometimes they're really clueless right mm-hmm. they they mm, grew up true. a certain way this is the way i've always been what this, what's wrong with you this is the way i am okay they're like mm-hmm. clueless okay so but either way uh we still have to come back and go what's my response to this yeah and I, I think the hard one for me is when I'm in the middle of that toxic moment of instead of rushing to give a response, I'm working on pushing the pause button and not taking on their negativity yeah. and not taking on their energy. And instead of, you know, responding to their question or whatever it is or their statement, I might ask them a question. Can you explain what you mean by that? Or, you know, I'll, I'll try to reframe it a little bit to just slow it down because I'm a, you know, I'm a high energy person and I, you know, I just, my mind is going and sometimes I just, I don't do it well. And I just get right in there with them and we're, we're both slinging mud. So, but if I can, if I can push the pause button and maybe ask a question, then it seems to diffuse it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm learning. Well, I'm we learning. all are. <laughs> and we're, we're always learning we about, okay, who's, who's safe? No, a toxic person's not, not emotionally safe. And so mm-hmm. uh, I would say, trust yourself, trust your gut, trust your discernment. If you continually are around a person that is uh, causing you a lot of grief, um, okay. You know, we don't tell them, hey, you're a toxic person. Come on. <laughs> right. Right. That's not, but we're identifying who these people are and ask yourself, do I feel emotionally safe around them? Do I, am I trust, we're trusting them? Uh, there are people mm-hmm. that may say something to you, uh, verbally and they do something entirely different. They're passive aggressive. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. we're on the receiving end of other people's, uh, own anger. They're, they're an angry person. It's, nothing to do with you, but you end up being the target. So right. let's just increase our right. awareness of this. Yeah. And I think awareness is super helpful. And I will say I, I have uh, attracted a lo- my fair share of toxic people mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life, but really post-cancer, I had the opportunity to make some decisions yeah. about whether or not I wanted to s- keep some of these toxic relationships. And I happy to say, I, I don't, I don't have I don't have them anymore. Yeah. Of course, life just happens and you do have people in your life and maybe they're family members, maybe they're coworkers, but I have reduced my exposure. Yes. If that makes yeah. sense to these people. And that feels a lot safer now. <laughs> that's really good. I like how you put that, reducing the exposure. And that's really, that's what <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes, and you said this so well about we, we attract, we can, we can attract people 
to us. Mm-hmm. And if we're mm-hmm. unhealthy, we might be attracting other unhealthy people. And yep. uh, cancer can be, uh, it's that great awakening that says, what do I need to change? And sometimes yep. sometimes it's a change in relationships. It really is. And that for me, that was, you know, I heard a long time ago, somebody said, people are like elevators, they either take you up or they take yeah. you down. And I thought, okay, after cancer, it became very clear what people were elevators taking me <laughs> up. And those are the people that are in my life now. And those are the people that are part of my inner circle. Yes. Um, but, you know, you also, you know, there's some scary moments too of, wow, I'm cutting people out of my life. And so that might be scary during that time. But I would think that would open up some space to really create some great new relationships. Well, that's that's the point. Now I can create and mm-hmm. and maintain other healthy relationships. It makes some mm-hmm. space for that. And you know, there is nothing yeah. more rewarding um, than having good healthy relationships. Uh, I, I was just having the conversation not long ago with my wife, and said, you know, really, when it boils down to it, what do we have? Well. We have the quality of our relationships. And so we want to always do a little evaluation uh, and just go, okay, you know, the five closest people in my life are, are, are four of those in the toxic category? Who's, who, who's um, influencing my life? And uh, we want to have two, three that are really close to us that we really trust. Um, but who, who's the core group in your life and how are they influencing you? Yeah, that's a really good question. And can I also throw in there, what about toxic things in your life? Oh. Maybe it's not people, but you have, you have the news yeah. on all day long. You're listening to talk radio, you know, loud music. Uh, can all of those things affect you like a toxic person? I think they really do add up. And what what's my environment feeding me? If I'm on a mm. nonstop news channel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and then I, I end up, because most people right now, when they do that, they end up not feeling any better and they feel more confused. <laughs> it's like, yes, okay, I don't even, now I don't even know what's true. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and and yeah. so that sense of, that sense of distrust is a big theme right now, and so mm-hmm. uh, be careful about what you're uh, feeding yourself in your environment. We believe here at the center that uh, environment's really important. So we even uh, do our rooms and uh, our environment in a certain way. We believe that music's mm-hmm. important. Uh, we want to create more, uh, more of a healing environment. Even right down to the lighting and what is the lighting, uh, all of that affects us. That is great. So while you're making these changes and, you know, reevaluating some of your toxic relationships, it sounds like you need to kind of, you work on your home environment also. Yeah. If you're in a home environment that is extremely uh, cluttered, disorganized, dirty. Mm. Okay, I was just talking with a person, or uh, uh, met with a person who's a, who's a has been given a can- cancer diagnosis, um, and mm-hmm. the home would probably look like a, a hoarder's home, and just okay. everything is disarray, stacks of things everywhere, and everything in in that person's life seems out of order. And so I need to create order and order in my space. That's a part of my wellness. If I have a stack of things that I'm avoiding (laughs) and I keep adding to it, Mm -hmm. um, I'm creating more and more mental clutter. And a lot of that Mm -hmm. um, really does have a negative effect on us. Boy, it really does. And clutter, I I just know that when I get home and, you know, I'm just kind of, flinging stuff on the counters that I've just gone to Costco and there's yeah. just stuff everywhere. I'm, I'm grateful that I did the Costco run and I have all the food, but it makes me a little anxious to just look at the piles of stuff and the things I need to unpack and all of that. So can that, can your home environment bump up ang- your anxiety? Yes. Cause it's going to create order or a sense of disorder. So hmm. um, I would say even how we, 
Um, are we letting natural light in? Okay. Not, not when it's time to sleep, but, you know, uh, some uh, tend to pull all the blinds and I hide away and I go on a screen and I waste my evening mm -hmm. in social media. Yeah. And the question is, do I feel better or worse? Well, we already know if you already struggle <sighs> with some depression, anxiety, uh, the more time I spend online, the worse I feel. I don't feel any better. Really? Okay. So it, yeah. I mean, I can feel that. I feel yeah. that too. I, I feel like it can be a, such a dark hole. Scrolling, scrolling or gaming, right? Yeah. I mean, I know people who get home from work and they go into their gaming room and they're in there until midnight. Yeah. So that escapism behavior, uh, which is avoidism behavior, can become addictive behavior. Mm. So the person that is uh, social media or digital addiction, the gaming, I will tell you, a gaming disorder um, is real. Really? Uh, it is real. Okay. There are those that um, is the 32-year, I'm just going to make up a, a typical one, yeah. but a 32-year-old male who's uh, gaming every night, living in the parents' basement. I know yeah. of a situation very similar to that. And the mom, mm -hmm. yeah, he's in his 30s. The mom will come down and bring him dinner so he can keep gaming. Oh, boy. See what happens? <laughs> okay. That's not a healthy situation. That is so not healthy. Oh my gosh. So, so basically completely sedentary. You're sitting yeah. in the dark. Mo mommy's still waiting oh, yes. on you. Yeah. So, you know, when we, I just um, had an interview earlier today with a world renowned cancer doctor and we were talking about how sedentary people have become. Oh, yeah. And how, how terrible it is for your health. And when you look at all these young people now with cancers, it's really, it's the fastest growing group. One of the fastest yes. growing groups, younger people, like 20s to 40s with cancer. Yes. And she was saying, you know, processed foods, being sedentary, a lot of EMFs, you know, sticking your cell phone in your back pocket and, you know, just letting it touch your body all day long. Or, you know, you're just, yeah. we've really gotten unhealthy. Yeah. No, that's a really yeah. good uh, point and something to look at. So we need other people but we need healthy people mm -hmm. and we need activity. We certainly mm -hmm. need good nutrition. And yeah. uh, what are we feeding our mind with? So important. Mm. And by the way, so it's, it is easy just to escape, go, um, you know, and grab, mm -hmm. grab this right here and I can get, get lost in it for a long time. And it's like, you, oh, it's yeah. like any other addiction. Um, you go, well, how long were you on social media? Oh, it was an hour. Well, it was really, <laughs> five hours, right? Yeah. It's like, how, yes. how many beers did you drink? Oh, just one, but it was a six pack. So we get, we get right. lost. Right. We do. And I learned this when I was getting my nutrition degree is that my professors would tell me people always under report their exercise or over report their exercise and under report their food. So when you're, you know, you're doing the survey, uh -huh. Yeah, I, I ran for 10 miles. No, you ran for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so we don't, we're not always the yeah. best judge of ourselves when it comes to our healthy behaviors. And I can see, you know, I take <laughs> yeah. this phone. I like to look at, I like to look at recipes. I like to look at pictures of rescue dogs. And next thing you know, two hours are gone. Yes. And it, it I'm not saying doing, having some time is, is wrong, but we lose our mm -hmm. boundaries around technology. And so as we look at toxic mm. people, we got to also look at boundaries in our life, boundaries in relationships. Are we letting the mm -hmm. good or bad in in relationships? Uh, boundaries in what we're allowing in, to come through our eyes and social media, right. boundaries around mm -hmm. our nutrition. You know, so having a sense of uh, impulse control. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes a toxic person is very impulsive. Lo we, we call it low impulse mm. control. They're just acting out, saying okay. things verbally and, and they're hurtful. Yeah. Well, we need mm -hmm. to ask ourselves, how's my own impulse control? Am I controlling my impulses mm. related to food, 
alcohol, um, but gaming. Mm. What, how's my impulse control? Do, do I have right. good boundaries it's around all gonna, it? Right. And it's all going to impact your health at some level. Yes. 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 Okay. So yeah, you've given, you've given me and us, all of us listening so much to think about today. And I wanted to just, uh, tiptoe into anxiety. And I loved your book, The Anxiety Reset that came out maybe a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. And so I have to think that a lot of the behaviors we see today with, uh, a lot of phone use, watching too much news, getting too involved in, you know, the news cycle and, you know, there's a, you know, presidential campaign. I mean, it's just like all the things that could just derail you and you can probably move pretty easily into anxiety. Yes. And I've got to imagine that has such an impact on your health. Yes. And um, we live in an anxious time. And by that, I mean, Anxiety is the number one non-medical diagnosis right now. So anxiety disorder, there's social anxiety disorder, generalized anxiety, panic attacks. So anxiety comes in different flavors, but uh, a mm-hmm. sense of just anxiety that um, you can't seem to brush it off. It's always there. You kind of wake up with that pit in your stomach. So anxiousness. Right. And uh, this is where I say a toxic person uh probably can create a lot of anxiety if we allow them. Yes. Uh, By the way, you know if it's anxiety, because anxiety is different than worry. Worry is mental. Worry is what I'm thinking. And I can dwell Mm -hmm. enough on worry that I start to have physical symptoms. And so anxiety Mm -hmm. usually means there's a physical symptom. I might occasionally get sweaty Mm -hmm. palms. It disrupts my sleep. Mm -hmm. I wake up in the night and my heart's racing. Um, I have trouble with concentration. I can't seem to concentrate because I'm anxious. I have a hard time making a decision. Uh, anxiety slows down our decision-making progress. Uh, 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 this part of our brain right here, the prefrontal cortex, that's where we're supposed to be making mm-hmm. good decisions. When you're anxious, your body kind of skips that part of your brain and it goes back to the more primitive part of your brain and, and you get either freeze, you just can't make a decision, Mm-hmm. Um, because you're so anxious or you just feel like right. running off. Interesting. Okay. And so that is going to have a, a huge impact on your health yes. because of the physical manifestations of anxiety. Oh, yes. And there are. And it's going to be very similar to what yeah. a toxic person can do if we allow them. Hmm. So because an anxious hmm. uh, body well, we know it's going to affect digestion. We know that over time, mm-hmm. right. um, you know, you're going to experience maybe a lot of just gut issues. But I've also seen mm-hmm. a lot of unexplainable, even joint pains and uh, just headaches. Mm-hmm. There's um, the anxiety that uh, causes you at times to overeat. I'm eating. Yes, I've seen that a lot in my practice. I'm, yes, yes, I'm eating to feel mm-hmm. comfort. Yeah. Um, right. So, right. Food is love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you've mentioned about taking back your personal power through the power of forgiveness yeah. when it comes to toxic people. Is there a, a first step when you can, when you've recognized, oh my gosh, I think I'm anxious about XYZ? Is there, is there a, a first step you can take? Yes. And dealing with, I'm anxious because of a person. Or just anxiety in general. Oh, Maybe okay. you just, like you, you'd mentioned, yeah. you, you wake up in the morning and you just have that dread of, yeah, maybe you're going to see that person who pushes your buttons, or maybe you have to make a, you know, presentation at work and get up in front of a, you know, bunch yeah. of people. Nobody, nobody likes to do public speaking, right? So, uh, and there are sometimes normal anxieties. If you were just handed mm-hmm. a diagnosis, if you were uh, just experience mm. a loss uh, or something totally out of your control happened, your response, and it'd be a natural one, is to suddenly feel anxious and your body kind of goes into that anxious state. We just can't live mm-hmm. there day after day. Right. So anxiety right. requires a plan. And so one of the mm-hmm. things we need to look at, um, sometimes we don't even know all the things that are creating anxiety. I have over here, 
um, I have here a, a journal. Okay. So mm-hmm. even if you'd said, okay, 15 minutes before I go to bed, and I want you to write out uh, what were the predominant emotions, anger for the day, anger, fear, guilt, mm-hmm. shame. But uh, what was... Ooh, what, I'm writing this down. What, what was oh, controlling great. you this day? When I say anger, hurt uh, could be a form of anger. Um, so that whole area. Okay, so anger, fear, anxiety, worry. Mm-hmm. And then the other category would be guilt. And it was guilt, I'd say shame. Just I, things mm-hmm. I felt shameful about. Um, but what was the predominant emotions? You know, right no more than 15 minutes. Um, and on a, maybe a scale of one to 10, 10 being really big. Um, you know, what was my anxiety, my anxiousness? How would I rate it? And then the last question, just to ask yourself, I, I just want you to do this for a couple of weeks. Um, but the last question mm-hmm. to ask yourself is, what did I, what did I do with my anxiety? Um, where did it go? Um, mm-hmm. and just make some notes. Oh, I guess I stopped every day at a, fast food drive-through place and I, I kind of binged in the car on my way home. I guess that's what I did with my anxiety. You know, so what is it? Yeah. What did you do with it? So really, well, I just want to increase an in awareness and see, okay, this is what's going on. And, you know, just a couple of weeks yeah. of writing some notes in a journal can be quite enlightening. It's just a place to begin. Right. So self-awareness. Yes. Yeah. I had a client years ago when I was first starting my business and, you know, I'm a, I'm a certified nutritionist and, but she, she caused me so much anxiety that every time I would see her, I would buy an apple fritter <laughs> and eat it before I saw her. And I thought finally after about, I don't know, six weeks of that, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm a certified nutritionist. I am just like mowing down this apple yeah, fritter, this probably, yes. you know, 1500 calories of just junk food to, to gear myself up to meet her. And I needed the money. Like I, I couldn't let her go as a client. And finally, I just thought this is impacting my health because I'm eating crap that I would, excuse my language. I'm eating stuff I would never, ever eat. So it was such an empowering day when I was able to say, you know what? I'm not the person that you need to be working with, but let me refer you to. three other people who might be able to handle you more than and better than I can. So it just felt so powerful to, but similar, I was, you know, kind of taking notes, maybe not at night, but during the day of just like, Oh my gosh, I don't like who I'm becoming around her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a real, what a great example. So, and I do want to say there is hope when, if you're feeling anxious and you feel like, man, this feels so overwhelming. Let's just start with some baby steps and we'll, we'll build a plan over time. You mentioned the anxiety book and part of why I put a 12-week plan is it takes a little bit of time. And mm-hmm. there's there reaches a point too where it could be feel so unmanageable and you're not functioning well and you know it, that it may be time yeah. to ask for some uh, outside help, be willing to, to get that. Uh, that can be important. Sometimes we start to get awareness and we start, oh, okay, I can make some changes and, and you do and you're successful. Other, mm-hmm. other times we need yeah. help. Yeah. And, and to be able to ask for that help without judgment yeah. from the people around you or judging yourself because we've all, we all need help at some point. We do. We do. And that's just part of our journey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, this is kind of funny. I have here, I have, I have like a hundred page book because people like small books now. Our they do. Our attention drop. But this is, this is how, to, how to deal with toxic people. It's like, I don't Ooh. know. It's a hundred. It's like 111 pages. All right. Oh my okay. gosh. Because, that's great. Okay. But this little book is in airports everywhere and something about an airport and toxic people, right? <laughs> That's great. I need to get a copy of that for my next flight. <laughs> yeah, but because we, I have to tell you, I know from experience, we all have these people in our life. We all do. We do. And uh, it's yeah. something that, and sometimes they sneak in. A toxic person mm-hmm. could come as very, I don't know, outgoing or, or charismatic. And you go, oh, that's a great. Right. And then you kind of get to know them and you go, oh, something's really wrong here. 
So right, there's something off yeah. here. Yeah, and, but then it feels like it's too late. So, but it's not. It's never too late. And doing the, you know, like you said, you know, the self care, taking your power back by forgiveness. And I love the idea of the journaling before bed. Of okay, what were my primary emotions today? And not you said put a 15 minute cap yeah. on it because it'd be really easy to just do, you know, three hours of, ah, I hate everybody, <laughs> but putting a cap on it of 15 minutes is probably also. Well, really and healthy. if you feel like keep writing and writing, writing, that tells you something's going on. <laughs> sure does. Yeah, it sure does. So, oh, Dr. Greg Jantz, always a pleasure to talk to you. I feel like um, I have certainly had my share of toxic yeah, people in too. my life. I feel pretty toxic free now, yeah. which is great. But this is the conversation I wish I could have listened in on in my 20s. Yeah. So I'm just believing that this conversation is going to be such a blessing to anybody who gives it a listen. So thank you again for coming oh, you're on. Welcome. Why did I get cancer? Absolutely, Deborah. And there really is hope. And thank you for there thank you hope. for all that you do because you're a voice of hope. Oh, thank you so much. I love I love this new mission I'm on. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and, and we need you. And oh, so thank um, you. So please continue uh, what you're doing because uh, what you're doing shows us there really is hope. You've you've walked it, oh. and uh, you show us oh. that there's another side. Thank you. On the other side is uh, much joy. Yeah. Um, yeah, much joy and hope. So thanks, yeah, Dr. Welcome. Jantz. Great to be with you today. Hey, everyone. A lot of you have been asking me about the products I use on my face. Um, I, I'm never, I've never been one to get a lot of compliments on my skin. But I tell you, since I switched over to this product, it's been about 10 years now, I get so many compliments on my skin. And I want to keep that going. So Body Deli is what I use. It's a small company out of Palm Springs, California. They grow a lot of their own produce that they then end up turning into products for your face. Non-toxic, I mean, honestly, my skin just eats it up. So there's a couple of products that I absolutely love. I've tagged them in the show notes. One is the Phoenix Skin and Neck Oil. I mean, I'm at that age. I need to focus on these things. And I tell you, if I don't use this every night, my skin gets so dry. And then the vitamin C serum, I tell you, whenever I put it on my skin, I feel like it is, it's just like taking this amazing vitamin and my skin just looks better. Um, I get compliments, as I said, my skin kind of just, you know, glows even when I'm not wearing makeup. So I'm a huge fan of Body Deli. Um, again, the link is in the show notes. Use the code ENOS15 and uh, get 15% off of your purchase. Again, one of my favorite companies, and I uh, hope you enjoy the products as much as I do. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening. 